Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the third episode of Playboys. PJ, how are you? Hey, doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm great, actually, because we're going to talk about one of my favorite plays today. Indeed we are. And that is? The Comedy of Errors. Good Lord. One of Shakespeare's early plays. All right. One of his early plays, and I think maybe one of his, maybe his shortest play, actually. Right, yeah. It's one of his, yeah, I think so, right? Uh, Definitely one of his shortest plays. So let's get straight to it, uh, the comedy of errors. So do you want to start thing? Because I feel this is really your choice. I feel like I want to get one to let you. I really wanted this. to do this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. I think it's my favorite or maybe my second favorite, but it's it's right up there as one of his best plays, like for what I'm looking for from so my t- Shakespeare. So, so tell us why. It's just so farcical. It's it's genuine comedy. And this is something that people don't expect. And you get this a lot when you read uh, Greek comedies. People think mm-hmm. like it's it's too old to like actually still be funny or something. But it's not. Yeah. It's just absolutely hilarious. And, yeah. you know, I don't know why anyone anyone wouldn't wouldn't realize that if you read it. It's just it's a, it's your typical farce. Like it is the ultimate the ultimate farce of mistaken identity and just just faffing about just people you know, going through all sorts of ridiculous... <laughs> I think, like, your standard British sitcom mi- mirrors this, you know. Basically, Just yeah. where there's, like, a lot of farce and a lot of things that escalate and escalate and escalate until you realize what's going on at the end. Standard kind of sitcom format. And that's what's happening in this play. It's awesome, yeah. I know, I love it. And it is very funny. So the whole thing is people people think that Shakespeare, oh, how dull, and they might think of, you know, all the histories and very serious kind of stuff. But this is just... It's only like 85th part 100 part 110 and this is just a funny slapstick comedy so basically if you're into slapstick and you want to go back to the origins not that not that shakespeare invented slapstick but uh, he perfected it and uh, the english kind of british slapstick is very much um influenced as you were saying dean by the comedy verse and other shakespeare comedies but particularly comedy verse is very slapstick uh, very much uh, kind of like ridiculous. How can this happen? Yet it does happen. And yeah, the whole it's his, comedy it's his silliest play. It really is his silliest play. And with it also being his shortest, I think if anyone does think Shakespeare is dry, <laughs> this is one to try. Yeah, it's great. It's short yeah. and it's silly. So if you're not sold on Shakespeare, I would say just to start with this one. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, do you want to go ahead? What, what is it about? So basically, we have. I mean, just the the very situation, the very premise is almost impossible. But it we is, basically yeah. have a, a merchant of, in Syracuse, Aegeon, and he has a son. We actually have two sons so. who, are, who are identical twins, separated at birth, both with the same name 
Antipholus of Ephesus and Antipholus of Syracuse, <laughs> both of whom have attendants who are also identical twins, also separated at birth, and also with the same name, Dromeo so, of Ephesus and Dromeo of Syracuse. Uh, so basically the Syracusan set, chaps... Go ahead. Uh, said in ancient Greece uh, also as well, guys. Said in ancient Greece. And these parents Ephesus, are taking yeah. care of their own kids and two kids that were born at the same time, all both of them twins. What a coincidence. And they all have the same names, the first ones and the, the servant ones. <laughs> yeah, which okay. is ridiculous, you know, but basically the, the, the idea is, and they do, they do say what happened in the play. They were on a boat and they get separated and the mother and one of the sons get separated and they find these two other little boys and basically say, these boys can be servants to our boys because that seems fair and just. And then they all get separated and, and that's what happens. So the father hasn't seen the mother now uh, in a long, long time. Do you mind? I know we don't normally give spoilers, but can I can I just explain what happens to the mother? Because it just adds to the overall wackiness of the premise. Ah, Dean, you, do you really want to spoil that? Um, I, yeah, I think I do. No, no. no I wouldn't do it if I, you know what okay. I think about spoilers? But let's just know, say it's... it just makes the whole thing more ridiculous. <laughs> it is very ridiculous, uh, people. But no, you can't do that thing because that, that's okay, right. I won't the spoil end. it. It's I won't like... spoil it. You got to read the play, but we do. And I've got to say, and I've got to say, if there's one thing about comedy of errors, it might be something that's a bit predictable. Just sometimes I feel like, but not the modern part. Definitely not. So I that's a swerve. That. Yeah. That, yeah. That, even that, the that, predictable a... parts, it's like. It's like watching your favorite comedy show and you do kind of know what the jokes are going to be, but you still like them when they come. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's great. It's yeah, hilarious. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. And they're still, uh, guys, still realistic. Um, you know what I mean? They're kind of like, it's like, how could this have happened? But if there were actually two exactly identical twins, uh, I could imagine this happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could anyway, imagine sorry, it the... happening on, on, a, on a reduced level. You know, having two yeah. servants who are also identical twins is a little bit much. But well, if you just if you just accept the premise, right? That's the whole thing about Shakespeare. If you just accept the premise, that might be a bit fantastical, like in the Tempest in the previous episode. Then you can kind of get along with it and don't feel it's 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 too illogical. Yeah, but but yeah. Anyway, do you want to go, go ahead? So these two twins, these two pairs of twins are separated. One Dromeo, one um one Dromeo and one Antiphilus and another Dromeo and one Antiphilus. One is with the dad, they go to Syracuse, and the other is with the mom, they go to Ephesus, right? Um, Ephesus, yeah. Ephesus, yeah. Do you want to go ahead? What happens then? Yeah, so so basically the the Syracusan Antiphilus goes to just check out the market, I guess, in Ephesus with his attendant, despite the fact that anyone who goes there is subject to, to pain of death. So his father, Aegeon, <laughs> who is a merchant, also goes, and the Duke says, basically, you're not allowed to come into our city on pain of death. We have to kill you. But, like, you're a splendid chap, and I don't want to kill you. So try to raise enough money to pay the fine by tomorrow. But if you don't, I do actually have to kill you, even though I don't want to. Sorry. What a great lad, right? But no one notices that his son is also there because his son's identical with the guy who lives there. So no one stops ah. him or tries to find him or, or kill him because they think it's the, the other guy. And then we just have 
myriad shenanigans where people uh-huh. confuse the two antipholuses. There's a merchant, um, well, there's a goldsmith, sorry, called Angelo who gives him a chain, but then, you know, he gives it to the wrong guy and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll take the chain, of course, no problem. And then, you know, when he asks for payment, the guy's like, I didn't even get the chain. Why are you asking me to pay you for a chain I didn't get? And that's just one example of like a lot yeah. of things where he's got a courtesan that he goes to visit and then it's, you know, she mistakes him for the other one and there's just a, a lot of confused identity. Because the premise is that, um, you know, the Syracusian uh, Antiphilus is there to visit the market, market, although it's also suggested that he is actually searching for his brother and mother. Uh, but he's there, and he looks identical to the um, Antiphilus of um, Ephesus. Is it Ephesus? Or if, uh, Ephesus, yeah. If I can never pronounce that name. Ephesus. But he's already established a life. So when they see his twin brother, who's just visiting, they assume it's him, and it's just ridiculous because, uh, you know, Antiphilus of Ephesus and Dromio of uh, Ephesus, they both have uh, wives. Uh, well, Dromio is engaged to uh, Lucia or Lucia. The cook, Lucia. Or yeah. The cook, yes. And it's all kind of like uh, ridiculous because they don't, they're not in love with these women. And in fact, it gets even more ridiculous when Antiphilus of um, Syracuse falls in love with his sister of his wife yes he falls in love with his presumed wife's (laughs) sister and then that's a whole mess as well anyway anyway i just basically the whole premise is that it's kind of like you can't really give too much away i suppose but you can kind of you kind of imagine yeah it's just slapstick and jokes really with people confusing them for who they are the whole time the wife wants to know why he's you know disowning her for her sister the you know the goldsmith wants paid and there's just a lot of things like that uh, you know, and then there's a big, big get up over shit. The wife takes the wrong guy to dinner. So then, you know, they the, think the, the guy's crazy because he's saying, yeah. like, I didn't eat with my wife. You know, we were having a fight. I'd gone off to my courtesan or whatever. And then yeah. they're, you know, they're saying, well, actually, you know, I, I, I'm a witness that, you know, he did eat dinner with his wife and <laughs> all this kind of thing. But this guy, they, they, there's almost a magical element because the Syracusan Antiphilus and Romeo, they think they've stepped into... Midsummer Night's Dream. They think they're in some yeah. kind of weird dream world. In the like, fairyland, right? Okay, we don't oh, know devils. what's happening here. <laughs> and they're kind of lucky, right, as well. Kind of lucky things happen to them. Um, you know, they get they, they get chains, they get all kinds of things, but they're very confused. And Dromeo of uh, Syracuse asks, am I thy Dromeo? And Antiphilus is like, yeah, thou art my Dromeo. And they're like, again, <laughs> there's this loss of identity that's similar to uh, Midsummer Night's yeah. Dream happening. There is. Uh, it, especially... it, it gets confusing and it gets dreamy. And these these chaps, you know, they think, well, we've stumbled into some strange time that they just want to give us things. Like they're treating us like a really highly respected citizen, even though they don't know us. The the, the wife wants to have dinner, free dinner with me. The this person's interested in me. The guy's giving me gold chains. Like brilliant. I, this is a, the best thing ever. And then they book yeah. a ship and say, like, let's leave before you know anything bad happens. So then everyone thinks the real Antiphilus is trying to leave without <laughs> you know paying for the chain and doing this and that. So it's just a whole whole you know it is literally a comedy of errors. It's just a a series a of of confusions and errors. But the the thing we haven't mentioned is that. The Antipholuses and Dromios also get separated, so then yeah, there's yeah, a lot of confusion yeah. between them. <laughs> because even them, even though technically they, they were raised together, at least the ones from the Feces and the one from Circus, they can't even identify their own Dromios <laughs> and Antipholus, Antipholi. <laughs> and it's kind of like just and there's a lot of beating go on, going a lot on, right? like a lot of, of slapstick kind of Lauren Hardy kind of. I'm beating you like Antipholus is beating Dromio, and Dromio is confused because Dromio, uh, you know. 
one Antiphilus wants ropes and one of them wants money and they and he get any and he and he wants the money but Romeo brings him a ropes and and it's all very ridiculous then yeah everyone just constantly thinks they're being swindled or robbed basically throughout the play because of all the mistaken identities and the poor Romeos just get beaten you know all all around the place because that's the, <laughs> the physical it, it, comedy it's, it's great though um it, it's it's just a series of um events related to how mistaken identities but yeah but basically that's it it's just a mistaken identity and loss of identity because i mean i feel like the dromio and antiphilus of uh, syracuse from the beginning they're the more philosophical pair they're the ones searching for they're the ones they're the ones in search they're the ones on their odyssey while the other pair they're already the other pair dromio of the faces the Ephesian um, ones, they, they, yeah, they, they're at home, but they're struggling more. They're actually bearing the punishment yeah, for a lot of things. Right. Yeah, that the, that the guys uh, from Syracuse are, are doing. But basically, uh, they're questioning at least Antiphilus of um, Antiphilus and Dromio of Syracuse are questioning their own identity. They kind of maybe not believing anymore that they exist or they are the persons who they thought they were, and they're very confused. And it's just, it's just great. And so that does have a philosophical thread going on. And I particularly love uh, the the beginning of the play, Egeon's, uh the father's speech about how they got lost. I thought that's a very dramatic, very visual um, description. That's not so comedic, actually. It's not so funny, really. That's more of a kind of a serious, kind of the Tempest-esque kind of storytelling. There going is, on the yeah, there's a Tempest kind of moment in it uh, yeah, as well, right. as well as a, a Midsummer Night's Dream vibe. I mean, yeah, this this play so. almost links to our two previous plays, although it's much earlier. Just in 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 some of the elements in it, you know. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's the thing about Shakespeare. You can always see elements of his other plays. I mean, you could see elements of um, of Puck, for example, and Ariel, The Tempest, even though it's much later, for example. Uh, so you can always see these characters reappearing, and especially with the woman characters, you can see reappearing. I mean, here you've got the sister who's a very strong sort of feminist, sort of kind of she doesn't want men character. And you've got you've got Adriana, the wife of Antiphilus, who's more kind of she just wants to do her duty. And there's a lot of uh, comedic elements between them because they always rhyme when they talk with each other, Adriana and Luciana. They always rhyme, yeah. I, I even, totally even forgot to names. mention that. Adriana and Luciana, yeah. There's a lot of rhymes going on they, there. Their names rhyme, and when they speak, they speak in, in rhyming couplets. I, I yeah. don't know why. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like almost like a comedic sort of... Uh... Well, actually, they, they speak in rhyming couplets to a point, And then at the end of their section, they switch to like an A-B-A-B rhyme scheme uh, for the final kind of part of the speech. Oh, okay. And that happens every also... time they, they have a dialogue. I don't know why. It's, 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 it adds to the comedy almost, just. It's, yeah, it is. Uh... Yeah, it's just like, it's another comedic element. Yeah, no, I think... But I, a... I feel for Adriana. I think she's one of the... I mean... She, she, you get a bit of sympathy for her just because she doesn't know why her poor husband is just being an ass to her, basically, and disowning her and saying that he doesn't want her. And, you know, yeah. it's horrible, really, at, at times for her. And not just that, but also at the end, her actual husband is very kind of violent and mean to her. Her actual husband, because by that point, the actual husband thinks that Adriana, the wife, is trying to, um, trying to punish him, trying to make him look bad. And it doesn't, they don't seem to reconcile. I mean, I don't just. There's no reconciliation really between the the couples, right? And there's not. The ending is a bit. I don't want to explore the ending, but the ending is in some parts kind of unfinished. I feel like that's that's maybe one thing I have to say about the ending. 
Yeah, it, it wraps up like it is his shortest play. He could have added yeah. a little bit to it to, to like wrap it, up yeah. the ending, but maybe he felt like he didn't need it. You know, maybe you're just meant to figure it out yourself. You know, it's one of those things where once they once they realize there's been some identity confusion, it just kind of ends, and it yeah. just you know just just let it let it wrap you know sort itself out basically. Yeah, and yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh, it's, it's unusual to see. I feel like even nowadays to have two twins working together on stage i mean I, I don't even see that anymore that that seems like a very kind of unique aspect to it i mean a lot of the slapstick elements have stayed with lauren hardy for example but it's usually just two people not four and i love that there's an interplay yeah. constantly with the confusion of like all four get confused and the thing in the play is dromio never meets dromio uh, antiphilus never meets antiphilus until well until the, wanna, end. the end yeah yeah to wrap it up so that's a bit of a, that's that that's a bit of a right a right Shakespeare uh, yeah that's that's handy isn't it that's very handy so that's the uh, yeah I mean like because obviously if they met then there'd be like then that'll be the end of the play and but it has to happen yeah well that's point. it if if they met earlier then the you know there's no need for the rest of the play so they they can't you know yeah no I love it yeah and uh, and by the way it's the only play along with the Tempest that observes the Aristotelian principle of the unity of time, which is basically yes, that it's the, all in one day in 24 hours. Day. So people back then, they used to really respect that uh, Aristotle's in poetics, I think it was said that a play should occur within one day, within 24 hours. And Tempest, which we talked about in the previous episode, did that. That was the whole point of the play, actually, that he gets, that uh, Prosper gets everything done that he needs to do within uh, those 24 hours and in this case i don't feel it was necessary but nevertheless i suppose realistically how long can these comedy of error like live because i mean it's a comedy of errors up to an extent but i don't think you can go around like a week and not seeing your twin brother yeah, exa- yeah. exactly exactly so. the fact you know the fact that it takes place in one day makes it believable actually yeah because you might not see that person in, in that day, but you can't continue that indefinitely. Like the confusion can only last for a few hours, really, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. <laughs> I just feel so bad for the real, everyone thinks everyone's insane. You know, these yeah, guys think I've, I've landed in a town where people are just giving us things. I don't know why, but that's fine. And then the two, you know, the Dromeos and the Antipholuses, they're constantly saying, but I ask you for this. Why have you brought me that? What have you done with the money? Why are you exactly. giving me a rope? Why, where's the ship? Everyone thinks everyone else is going crazy. What's happening? The real Dromeo thinks like my wife has kicked me out. You know what's happening here? They want to arrest me. Like what is going on? Like it's just, it's just it's, no one knows what's happening. It's pretty insane. Yeah. No, I love it a lot. And there's a lot of great uh, quotes I find in this play. Right, it's a very quotable kind of play. Uh, very witty, uh, but it's all like, um, it's all that kind of like you need at least two people to like um, react. Always, it's that kind of. It's that kind of play, uh, just like waiting for Godot, for example. Uh, but for example, well, one of my favorite ones is where Dromio of Syracuse describes his not wife, but like his wife, uh, his his brother's wife thinks obviously Dromio of Syracuse is his her her husband, and she and she's supposed to be quite rotund. Is that a nice way of saying it, Dean? Is that the way? <laughs> I think that'll do. Yeah. Uh, she, if I can just say it, uh, he says. Um, no longer from head to foot than from hip to hip. She is spherical, like a globe. I could find out countries in her. And Antiphilos of Syracuse and then goes on to ask like every country in the in all the main countries of Europe and the New World and what part of the body um, you can find. Uh, you can find it in her body. And he says, 
in what part of her body stands Ireland? Mary, sir, in her buttocks. I found it out by the, <laughs> I found it out by the bogs. Oh, Lord. And it's just great. And it just goes on and on and on. It's like, where Spain? Faith. I saw it not, but I felt it hot in her breath. Worse than Belgium, the Netherlands. Oh, sir, I did not look so low. So it's like, it's all, yeah, it's great. It's a great uh, comedy. And um, I really recommend it. It's got that philosophical element as well, as do all Shakespeare's I think, I think it's perfect. I think it's a, it's a perfect play. It's short. It's to the point. It's very funny. It's a really good intro play. There's nothing really heavy. You don't need a lot of pre-knowledge going in. It's just a nice, fun, lighthearted play. And it can't possibly really be offensive. You know, it's just the mistaken identities <laughs> are just funny. And that's it, you know? Exactly, yeah. So, guys, if you want to have some fun, if you want to take a nice breather and just take it nice and easy uh, within your Shakespeare studying month of April and May, why don't you read the comedy verse and just have some Put fun? Put down Henry VI, part 5003, <laughs> and just read, you know, just, just read a little bit of uh, comedy of errors, you know? Exactly. Just, just nonsense, basically. Just like, just nonsense, yeah. If you like Father Ted, for example, if you like Lauren Hardy, well, then you're going to like the comedy of errors. And it's just one Pretty more. Much. Yeah. And it's not just Shakespeare, also plenty of Greek plays, which we'll get into as well. There's plenty of comedy in them. And I mean, to be funny after all these years is quite astounding, I find. It just shows you that real funniness, real funniness does not die, you know. You know, real... Sometimes we lose a little bit in context, but pure yeah. humor doesn't change. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's this it's this great. play could take place conceivably in a modern time. Exactly, yeah, the, you yeah. know, update the language a little bit and one or two of the references, it would still work. Exactly. And that's yeah. the thing. So no, I highly recommend it. Cool. I think that's us then. All right. Well then Do guys. Do you want to reveal the next play or is it going to be a secret? Um you go ahead, Dee, because it's another one of your choices. So Okay. The is. next play is As You Like It. As you like um, it. And so far, PJ is not liking it, but we'll, we'll find out. Ah, no. It's, it's, I'm not liking as much as I did the Comedy <laughs> of Errors. I'm, so that's it's my first read, guys. Haven't quite finished yet. But still, there's plenty of things I'd like to talk about with you, Dean, about. It's quite well, interesting. We'll be but... back with that one next time. Uh, don't forget, oh, everyone, uh, you can follow us on booksboys.com. And on there, there's links to all of our other projects and social medias and everything like that. And, of course, email us, booksboys at hotmail.com as well. And I think that is us. All right, guys. Take it easy. Ciao.